Yo, Wagwan, all you fine people, all you beautiful people, what's going on? Today is Tuesday, um, straight after the, the Easter weekend, man. Wow, hope you guys are living well, treating each other well, eating well, eating all that chocolate and tea. Um, yeah, look, a lot to talk about, uh, as always and as usual. So I just wanted to kick off um, this week's podcast. First of all, there was something that I celebrated, um, hit a, a massive milestone. I've got to be honest with you. Um, seeing 10 years with my wife um, is something that like, I, it, I just didn't even foresee. Like, what the fuck? 10 years married? What does that mean? What does that look like? How did you get there? But we did it. Good Lord. Um, so, yeah. Holy shit. It's flown. I'll tell you it's, I'll tell you the truth. It has gone by real quick. Uh, and it is it's been a massive learning curve. Like marriage is really, really hard. If anyone's telling you guys any different, um, then they're fucking lying to you. All you married people, you guys know what I'm talking about. It takes work on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis. Yearly basis. It takes work constantly. Um, and it takes work reciprocally. You can't just, it's not just a one man job or a one woman job. You both got to put in that effort because you're both walking a journey together in unison as a team, as a partnership. So, um, yeah, there's been lots and lots and lots and lots of ups and downs. Um, many reasons, and there's been many times where we could have called it quits. I'll be straight up and honest with you. Um, many times where we could have called it quits, but I think. Anyone that lasts 10 years can look back and say, and say the same thing. Um, I mean, personally, just for me, uh, I don't want to speak for my wife, but for myself, those times where there have been difficulties, it, um, in, in retrospect, it's been, it's been a good thing. It's been a positive thing because it has um, forced me to address uh, address um, potential issues and address areas within our marriage and with our re- within our relationship that uh, my wife wasn't happy with um, and that needed to change and that will you know sometimes um, whew, maybe toxic just detrimental and just fucking stupid all in all um, so the the, the 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 tough times are often a blessing and the tough times uh, most of the time required for you to be able to to grow from it um, so there have been lots of those and as a result you know our relationship is, has gotten a lot stronger so look for the people that don't know me personally and that don't know my wife personally um, let's give you a bit of a story yeah on how I actually met my wife and uh, how we got to this point so I met my wife uh, we used to work together a lot of people don't know this, but um, we used to work at an insurance company in a call center, and uh, it was in North Sydney actually. And um, at the time, I was I was with somebody else, and we met. And the first day that we met, I remember we just kicked it off, and the the the, the way that we kicked it off, in terms of a friendship, was just over music. I didn't smoke at the time. I've gone through periods of life where I was a non-smoker and then I was a smoker and then I was a non-smoker then I was a smoker and now I'm a non-smoker once again so I was in a, I was in a non-smoker phase um, so we're on a break 
and uh, you know all the smokers went out, went out onto the balcony and sparked up and I said nah man I'm good you guys do your thing I'll, uh, I'll just chill here listen to my um, my music come back in when you're ready so I was listening to a combination of uh, Little Brother the Minstrel Show album and Bob Marley and I remember Lena walked back in from the balcony and uh, she started asking me what were you listening to I was like Bob Marley you heard of Bob Marley before and um, she said yeah and then we started talking about music and discovered that we both had a, um, a great love of music very different types of music uh, respectively that she was into and that I was into myself lots of reggae lots of hip hop and um, yeah very 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 lyrical hip hop and very beats uh, soulful beats oriented hip hop anything that, w- that had that had soul to be honest I was feeling um, but Lena was on the other side where she had a lot of appreciation she was digging a lot of rock um, and grunge and a lot of 80s stuff and a lot of music that I wouldn't necessarily listen to if I had the choice but nevertheless um, you know I appreciate it all the same so we, uh, we kicked it off on that level which was really cool um, you know, then from that point on, we just, our friendship grew and, uh, she then got promoted into a team leader within the company and, um, she became, yeah, became my team leader. Uh, then eventually at some point I had a, um, yeah, I broke up with the, the girl that I was with at the time and went on a, uh, you know, single man spree as we do. And, um, yeah, started playing the field, as they say. Uh, and, you know, going to all the clubs and all that kind of stuff. Never involving Lena by any means. Lena was always just a friend that I would talk to on a deeper level. Everybody else was just the, the very shallow side of things. All the physical, um, all the games was everybody else. All the respect and the, the deeper conversation and the realness was with Lena because she was a friend of mine, you know, and I'd... I never ever even contemplated disrespecting that. Um, so over time, it wasn't too long, I'll be honest, because I'm not a, uh, the biggest pimp in the world. Um, I know, look, a lot of people might look at me and say, fuck this dude, suave as silk, uh, silky smooth. He um, must have been a pimp in his day. Nah, I wasn't, I'll be honest. <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah, so it didn't take me long to get sick of it. Um, and towards the end of that kind of phase that pin player phase I uh, I kind of I said to myself, I made a promise to myself that at that stage I said look women, I've had enough of women, don't trust you guys blah blah blah, it's just going to all be fun and I'm gonna, just going to do my thing but um, during that phase Lena was the first person that I would call in the morning on the way to work, pick up the phone, call Lena well, go on, where you at? You're on the train, you're going to be late. Sweet, I'll see you at work. This, that, and the other. You know what I mean? And she would also be the last person that I spoke to in the evening. And I didn't realize this until one night. One night, I'm about to go to bed. I'm saying my prayers. And I caught myself thinking about Lena. I'm about to sleep. I'm a player at this stage. I don't get caught up in feelings. I'm about to go to sleep and I'm thinking about a lady I'm thinking about her 
And I caught myself and I said, hold on a second, what the fuck are you doing? You're thinking about a woman. You're thinking about Lena. Why? And from that point on, I couldn't unrealize what I realized at that point. What I realized was I had feelings for this person. Yeah? And then it became uh, a couple of weeks of me um, dealing with that, that conundrum. Dealing with the, the problem of, um, of me saying, nah, I don't have feelings for, for women anymore. I'm just going to play the field. Me trying to pair that up with the reality of me actually having feelings for uh, a friend of mine. Not only a friend of mine. A good friend of mine, and not only a good friend of mine, but a woman that I work with, not only a woman that I work with, she's actually my fucking boss. So, then I start debating, holy shit, dude, what do I do? Do I keep this to myself? Or do I tell her and potentially fuck up my job and have to leave and find somewhere else? Uh, Number one, do I potentially fuck up a friendship and then it all gets weird? You know what I mean? Everyone's seen that kind of stuff before. Um... So I'm weighing up that on one side and then on the other side I'm contemplating well what if what if something special happens here? What if something special happens here? So I'm weighing these two what these options up for um for a couple of weeks and I finally just I finally work up the courage to tell her. And I don't remember exactly how I told her that I had feelings for her. I think it just kind of happened because I think the feelings were mutual at that stage. So it was like um, mutual gravitation. Like she had feelings and I had feelings and because we spent so much time together, it just felt safe for us to uh, lower the walls and become kind of emotionally vulnerable with each other. And then we became, we just kind of became, it was really weird. I don't really remember me saying, listen, I actually have feelings for you. I don't remember having that conversation. But nonetheless, we got there. And um, yeah, the, the one thing that I do remember though, that really just scared the shit out of me, because um, it was me realizing that it wasn't just a feeling, it wasn't just feelings that I had for this person. It wasn't just feelings. I was in love and I knew it. And I, it took me weeks to be able to admit it to myself. The next step was admitting it to Lena. And that was really the biggest test. Was I going to keep this to myself and um, live the rest of my life knowing that I could have had something special with this, le- with this lady, but she didn't even know and I didn't have the balls to, to man up and tell her? Um, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I remember actually this... this, uh, this the, this time we had gone out one night and I think we went out for coffee I went to go just um, grab a bite we were just hanging out in the eve don't remember exactly what the fuck we were doing but I remember um, I dropped her home and I was like listen I, got, I need to tell you something and I remember shaking like a leaf <laughs> I was shaking like a fucking leaf me um, and I'm like listen uh um, uh, this kind of stuff. I'm doing those ones. You know what I mean? I'm fucking shaking. And I say, listen, I, I'm in love with you. And uh, the, 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 the weight that, that came off of my shoulders at that point, I was kind of not really... I, I, was, I, was, I was happy that I got it off my shoulders and I didn't care. Just in that moment, 
what the answer was going to be because I was happy that I just let it out. I was happy that I let it out into the into the universe and I just let that be free. Um, and I didn't really too I didn't really care too much at that second anyway what the repercussions were going to be. That came a couple of seconds later. And I remember her face, her face, her smile, a beautiful smile looking at me like uh it, it it was it was it was uh it was accepted and she didn't run and she didn't you didn't get weed you know what i mean and um that was enough that was enough for me i didn't say it wasn't one of those times where i said where i wanted to say it and i needed to hear it back no i didn't want to hear it back i didn't need to hear it back just the fact that i it was it was welcomed was enough for me at that time um so yeah that was uh that was the beginning of of her knowing that i had feelings um, then we went through, you know, the usual kind of rubbish where there's, you know, young people, she's beautiful, I was an idiot, and trying to, you know, unsure of um, my position in, in, in life, uh, was I ready to be single, uh, was I ready to be in a relationship, was I not, am I, um, am I the right kind of dude, you know, all those kind of questions that we all go through, all us, all us men go through. Um, and I think she went through a couple of the same, the same kind of things. And it wasn't really just a matter of, oh, am I ready? A lot of it was fear. A lot of it was fear. Probably most of it was fear. Fear of commitment. Fear of, um, fear of being hurt again and making up excuses uh, to get in the way and to, to kind of shield us um, from that possibility. So I know I definitely did that. So, you know, we started going out for... Uh, for um, for a, a period of time I broke up with her then she broke up with me and I uh, ended up going to England I wanted to go back to England for a while and at the time I um, yeah we broke up because I didn't feel because at that time I felt like we had been together long enough and she had known that I loved her and I didn't really feel like she was really 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 committed in that sense, like she, I didn't feel like she was like, I'm ready to say I love you kind of thing. And I just felt, well, you know, if it's not that serious from your side, then um, let's, let's, uh, I've got the opportunity to go overseas. And if it's not that serious from your side, then there's no point in me coming back. You see? So um, I broke up with Lena and I said, look, I'm going to the UK. And if I'm not coming back for you, then I'm not coming back for anything. So I'll probably stay there for a while. And if that's the case, then there's no point in us being together because I'm not going to be doing the long distance kind of thing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so that was, that was hard for me, but I was happy that I made that decision because I just didn't feel like I was getting what I needed for me to be able to, to say, look, I'm going to come back. Pretty much. Um, so, yeah, I got to the airport, said goodbye, and I remember this clear as day. Got on the plane. And I'm just about, you know, when you get on the plane, you got to turn your uh, your phone off uh, because of the, the radio frequencies and all that, whatever, technical fucking bullshit. You got to turn turn your phone off. So I'm getting on the on the plane, move over to my seat. I'm about to sit, uh, actually sit down, and she calls me. I'm just about to turn my phone off. She calls me, and she said, "Listen, I'm lo I love you. I love you. I want you to come back. Let's do this. Let's do this together. I love you. I want you to come back." And I said, I love you too. I said, I'm coming back. So I came back three weeks later. And um, not long after that, got my uh, 
my, my feet on the ground and started to organize a few things and this, that and the other. And we moved quick. We got married. Not too, too long after I uh, returned back from um, the UK. And we've been married ever since. And it has been, it has been amazing. It has been fun. It has been glorious. It has been difficult. It has been challenging. It has been all of the above, everything that you can imagine all rolled into one. But I'll tell you what, I would never, ever, 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 never, ever would I choose to do it with anybody else. And nor would I choose to not do it at all if I had the choice to go back and say, look, you can... You can go back 10 years and not do this at all. And you can have, have walked another, a different path. Fuck that. Give me the same thing again. I'll take that any day of the week. I'll go through all of it. All the ups, all the downs. Because it's with my girl. It's with my baby. It's with my princess. It's with my sweetheart. Um, and here we are today. So I am praying that we have another 10 years. At least. And then another 10 years on top of that. And then another 10 years on top of that. And um, yeah. Look, all the lessons that I've learned, because I'm still a fucking idiot. I'm still a, a, a bit of a caveman, I'll be honest, but I've got good intentions. I've got a good heart. I'm just uh, a bit of a retard when it comes to um, romance, when it comes to women, when it comes to feelings. I'm very simple, you know, like many of us are. I'm not the, the, the smartest dude when it comes to all that shit. But I'm learning, I'm evolving, and I'm getting better, and my intention is to get better. Um, yeah. So that's just a little bit of background, a little bit of, little bit of a story for all you people that don't know me personally. If you do know me personally and you didn't know that, then that's a little bit of a story um, of how we got here and yeah, and who I am basically, because I am who I am and I live for my family and I live for my wife. There's nothing, nothing in this world that's more important to me than God and then my wife and my kids and nothing else really matters aside from all that you know what I mean um, my advice no one's asking for my advice this isn't a conversation this is me having a monologue and whoever's listening is listening still to this day I was just talking to a friend of mine yesterday this is on a side note by the way um, I truly do not believe when I'm recording this I don't believe that anyone's going to be listening to this shit and it spins me the fuck out when people write to me and I see the numbers of, on the podcast and I see that people are listening to this stuff and it's being played. It spins me the fuck out. Who's listening to me? Talk rubbish. It's the biggest fucking spin out in the world for me. Um, but as I was saying, this isn't a conversation. This is me just spinning the monologue. If there's any advice that I can give to any of you men out there who are about to get married or who are married, um, or going through a, a rough patch and um, just need some help, my advice to you and this is my advice to myself i give my this advice to myself all the time and um in all honesty there are times when i don't take the the damn advice because i'm a stubborn fucking moron as i said to you before so the advice is take responsibility for everything you mr man you the husband take responsibility for everything everything Everything, 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 everything. Nothing's her fault. Even if it is, just fucking take responsibility because it is extremely, extremely liberating when you can take responsibility for everything. Nothing is outside of your control and everything is your fault. That is extremely liberating. It really is 
it's counterproductive, it's uh, counterintuitive. Um, I know that, but listen to me, when you realize and when you take responsibility for everything and you don't blame her, you don't blame this person, you don't blame that, you don't blame whatever, blame everything on yourself. It's extremely liberating and you can get past things a lot faster. I'm telling you. Uh, it's still something that, um, that I'm working on myself. Um, but it's, pr it's probably one of the, the, the best pieces of advice that I've ever heard. And it's still taken a lot of time to put that into practice and perfect. But uh, I don't think I'm going to get to that stage because I'm a caveman. But um, I'm trying. I'm constantly trying. Um, look, you know what? I'm a... Uh, just about to well i'm actually outside of bjj right now i'm in alexandria i got here early got off work early today um got heaps of shit done when all of my clients and all that are pretty much on leave at the moment so it's a slow day in the office still got it popping very happy about that but the whole office got a uh, got let out early so i'm here at training early um i'm gonna be recording a quick video for the school a quick promo video um so i'm gonna pop that up on my Facebook and on my Instagram as well. So that's going to be cool. It's, that's going to be exciting. Um, but look, once again, I just want to give a big shout out to all you people. Big up your chest. Bless up yourself. You know what I mean? Big up yourself. Uh, just be kind to yourself, first and foremost, and be kind to everybody else. Don't underestimate the power of kindness. Just be fucking kind. Don't be a dickhead. It's very simple. Rules in life, man. Just don't be a fucking idiot. That's all. Don't be a dickhead to other people. Don't be a dickhead to yourself. Just be cool. Cool things happen. Um, yeah, once, once again, uh, thanks all you guys for listening and for, for, for supporting um, the Daddy Grappler podcast, the Daddy Grappler Instagram page, um, the Facebook. I really, really appreciate you guys. And um, yeah, I'll see you guys soon. Peace.